Hey, Ilion. I heard you had important news. Yeah, I found this comic here. It has a, a smell on it. It seems like it might be really old. And I think old comics might be worth lots of money. Oh, Should we oh. check it out on the internet? Uh, on the internet? Like a website that tells you how much it is? How much do you think this comic could be worth i don't know it says that it's a golden key comic gold is worth lots of money so this probably is too should we check the ebays for its prices on the internet i let me that's a good idea yeah let me let me type it into my browser right now Oh boy, I can't wait to find out how much this might be. It could save our whole town and podcast. Wow, let me... It says right here on this internet screen I looked at, uh, written in ink, it's worth a million dollars. Wow, that'll definitely pay all of our podcast bills. Thank you, boys. <laughs> Welcome to the podcast. Dogs, they're coming. They're coming your way. They'll be here soon. Hey! Hurry up, trooper. I'm a coming, guys. Tommy! Tommy! Guys! How in the world did they get back here? I have no idea. What is it, boy? The comic books. The comic books. The comic books? Oh, the comic books. They smell like dust and fingerprints and like old man Conway. Cooper's trying to tell me something about these. Tommy, where'd you get these? I got them at Pickleby's the other day. It's where I found the note from old man Conway. Well, what did the note say exactly? Um, the golden key is the treasure. The treasure is the golden key. This comic is very old. Some of these things are very valuable. One sold not too long ago for a lot of money. How much is a lot? A whole, whole lot. You smell these sheets. And you smell these comic books. The nose never lies. Welcome to Rough Cuts. Hi, I'm your co-host, Ilian, and this is the other co-host, Boyks. Hello. We do Good Boys and Bad Movies, where we watch a terrible, terrible, miserable, awful <laughs> dog movie, and then we immediately tell our thoughts on it. Like, we can talk about how the dialogue in this movie is so, so good. We really buffaloed them by making them listen to this podcast. Those oil company chumps. We buffaloed them. That snotty bookstore owner chick buffaloed. Yeah, it was a bum deal how much we buffaloed them. Ha. Ha ha. Ha ha. This is a bum deal. Mr. Mayor, this is a bum deal. Please laugh. Ha <laughs> <laughs> I... Every character in this movie feels like they're reading the script as they do their lines. 
<laughs> I think that most of them are. <laughs> they might have. They might. They might have shot it so quickly that they just hired people off the street. Like, quick, read the line. Here, here. Okay, how can we make it look like you're not reading the lines while you are? Uh, we'll give you newspaper clippings to hold in your hands so you can read off of that while you do them. Mm-hmm. Or that you can be like the one lady who just holds her cell phone all the time, and then yeah, you can just read the holding something they're that. reading. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah there's actually a, yeah, there's actually a common thread of this. I I don't think that's the case, but also it really could be. It could be though. <laughs> it that's really, the thing. it really. Could Everybody's be. holding something when they're reading their lines, and like most of the scenes. So a lot of people are yes. Hmm. Not the child. Funny enough, the child is actually one of the better actors in this movie, which is horrifying. <laughs> I guess. I guess. Yeah. So the the movie we watched is Trooper and the Legend of the Golden Key, which has a a bit of a bait and switch cover. Which I well, the title isn't though. As it turns out that title mm-hmm. is extremely literal. It is. Yeah, it's it's literal in multiple ways actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yup. But the cover shows a bloodhound and a chihuahua, and the bloodhound's wearing a deerstalker Sherlock Holmes hat. Yes. That is inaccurate. It it is not a Sherlock Holmes mystery. No, it's not a mystery at all. There's zero mystery in this. There's no mystery to solve. They tell you everything immediately and put it on the screen, and then it takes Mm -hmm. the characters an hour to figure it out. Yeah, we we guessed it in the first, like, five minutes of everything happening. Mm -hmm, Um, mm -hmm. I guess the broad brushstrokes, real quick. Uh, Evil Mayor is kicking Lady out of bookstores so he can put an oil well in the center of town. Kid finds... (laughs) Okay, uh, oil well in the center of town, yeah. Yeah, it... Oh, God, we gotta brush past how dumb this is (laughs) if you want me to sum it up quickly. Kid... Uh, goes to bookstore looking for legend of local treasure finds that they had sold off a bunch of books to bookstore oh hey look it's a bunch of old comics gee i wonder where this is going yeah yeah like that's the first five yeah that's the first five or ten minutes of this movie and you're immediately like yeah okay so the comics are worth all the money huh also, the intro screen, where they do, like, all the intro credits is comic backgrounds, mm-hmm. which doesn't fit the vibe of anything else advertising the film. So no. you're like, is, are the comics important? Is it about comics? And, like, within two seconds, you're like, oh, the comics. I should look at the comics. It, it's, yeah, in the way that it's very literal and not at all a bait and switch... We've done a little bit of background search also on this whole thing. Um, there's a whole... Oh my god, this thing is really interesting in an Oliver Daly way. <laughs> because... Sure, sure. So, Trooper and the Legend of the Golden Key. There was a comic book publisher called Gold Key Comics. From mm-hmm. the six, 60s to the 80s. I, I'd say... They're not, like, super well-known, but fairly well-known in comic circles, at the very least. Well, I would say that they're quite well-known, because what they did is... Oh, God. To 
This will make a lot of sense because I don't think I mentioned this to you, and I'm not sure you know it. Mm -hmm. Golden Key Comet or Gold Key Comet? Gold Key. Golden Key. Yeah, they gold changed it for the movie. Yes. Well, they didn't. They just changed kind the of. Golden Key thing. Yeah, the Gold Key they kept the same. They even used the logo and everything. Um, but it was owned by Western Publishing Company, who also does Little Golden Books. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. And that makes perfect sense when you think about their output. Because the little golden books are all like strawberry shortcake and Disney characters and like all these really cheap, easy, knockoff license deals that they can make. And that's exactly what Gold Key Comics is. It's all Tarzan and like... Uh, Twilight I mean, there's Zone. Disney characters too, yeah. Yes, they did Dunkle Scrooge. Uncle Scrooge, Bullwinkle, stuff like that, mm -hmm, yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, it's... They're the, the cheap, like, comic mill that's just putting out licensed garbage as fast as possible. And, yeah, so that's Gold Key Comics. So none of the comics also, which is why this is very funny that they used a literal comic company, they're not worth any money. Nobody most wants of them are, are pretty cheap, yeah. The most expensive one... I mean, well, they're trying to say that there's a million-dollar comic from these people. And the most expensive comic that is ever sold as a Gold Key comic is the first issue of the Star Trek comic that they did, which, yeah, okay, that makes, makes sense. sense. Star Trek people yeah. are fucking apeshit for that stuff. It's $40,000. And it is, like... Ten times the price of the next most expensive gold key Correct. comic. There's no way that you would ever get any money of any real significance. Like, I mean, $40,000 isn't nothing, but in But it's not a million. Like, it's not no, a million. No, no. And when you're talking about, like, it, old comics, that's just jack shit, that, right? Like, that's... There's a episode of Storage Wars that was going around the video game scene... Because mm -hmm. gamers were pissed. Because there's this jackass character who's not a real person. He's a character. <laughs> yeah. I mean, a storage who, who, wars. Who bought a planted storage wars storage, you know, container uh -huh. uh, that had an NES in it. He's like, it's a version 1001. Those are super rare and worth <laughs> $20,000. See, it's a version <laughs> 1001. Look at the label. One zero. That's... You motherfucker. <laughs> This is what we look for. Please be a NES 001. It is the NES. NES 001, guys. I want you to look at this very carefully. This is the first Nintendo DS built. The last one that sold with five games in the internet for $13,000. <laughs> and, and then he goes to, like, a local retro game store, and the guy's like, yeah, I can give you, like, 10 bucks for this. It's broken, and I'll fix it and sell it for, like, 50 you got no power. The bottom line, Jason? Um, given the condition of the console and, and the contents of the box, I, I, would, I would commonly pay for this machine $10. It's yeah. like that, but... Because the comics they're showing from Gold Key in this movie is like Son of Tarzan. <laughs> the ones that aren't worth anything. <laughs> I mean, again, none of them are worth anything, though. Yeah. Because a lot of their comics are... So, like, their their lines are things like Family Affair, Adam-12, mm -hmm. Robot Fighter, 
Um, and then all the licensed shit. But the licensed shit is Flintstones, like Bugs Bunny, Woody Woodpecker, um, all of Space Ghost, Johnny Quest, yeah. like all the old Hanna Barbera stuff. They did like Scooby Doo, I'm sure. Like it's that style of shit. It's it's cheap garbage that nobody else wants. It's licensed shit. It's this is the equivalent of if you're thinking most of our audience is into gaming. So this is very much the like was it like a claim or like Virgin, Virgin Interactive doing all of the like, you like know, Page Master and, and Lion and King yeah. and all that where it's they sold but it was only because your parents bought them for you because they recognized the name. I don't want to say it's all trash. I no, old well, key comics I think have have a lot of nostalgia associated with them. And they're they're fine for what they are, but it is just mass produced licensed comics. Right. I'm not it's, saying, it's yeah. not like it's not like original DC or Marvel stuff. Nobody's coming up with X Men, you know. Yeah, like the, any of their own stuff <laughs> is again, Family Affair, Adam Twelve, Space Family Robinson. Like mm-hmm. it's not anything that you'd ever really recognize, right? Like, the, anything else is just all licensed shit. It, it's the same kind of thing, like I was saying, with those video game publishers. Like, Lion King is an okay game. Like, there's some things that are fine, but it's not like... I think what's weird about it ass. is that they used a real comic company. That's what's weird about it. I, exactly, I don't want to shit yeah. too much on Gold Key Comics, but... but they could have just not used Gold Key <laughs> Comics. They could have made their own comic and put effort into making a prop. Right? But but here's why I want to shit on Gold Key Comics. Because I have a theory. And uh-huh. I'm, I'm positive that it's right. I'm pretty sure that this is the case. This has to be that, like, Gold Key basically sponsored this movie. I the, hope like, so. whatever hold Whatever holding company kind of thing has it. Because it got sold off uh, piecemeal. Golden Books got bought by Random House. And Random House... uh, So it was Gold Key... Golden Books was Random House and Classic Media got it jointly. And then Random House um, got the rest of, like, Gold Key comics and stuff. So it was a Random House thing. So I'm guessing that this is just, like, they were like, ah... Somebody came to them with this idea, and they licensed it out for a cut of a... Like, this is definitely an original You think this was malicious marketing in the way that, like, Jack and Jill will show a Pepto-Bismol bottle on yes. the screen? Yes. I don't think that's it. No. I think that it's... <laughs> I, I think this is some director who's nostalgic for Gold Key Comics... Who didn't use the license for Gold Key and didn't tell them and hope nobody would notice. We buffaloed them. I, I that, that was originally my thought, but when I looked into it and that, like, Random House actually got all of it. Because Random House is fucking massive. Like, unbelievably large. Because they merged with Penguin, too. Like, they're kind of the yeah. publisher. This was 2012, though. It, it is actually a somewhat recent film. In a way. But that that would have been right around the merger with Penguin Group and stuff. Like, Hmm. there... I I get the feeling that you wouldn't want to actually fuck with that whole massive... 
you're, it's not Disney, but you're still fucking with like a multi-billion-dollar company here. Like I, I'm yeah. guessing that I they don't know. are. I, I the director like could be, be a hack, though. Have you thought about that? The director could be a hack. This is true. This is true. <laughs> but I, I don't know. I get the feeling that there's like. I, I feel like they probably went to them and they were like, yeah, sure, you can license it, like, and gave it to them for a song, but I, I get the feeling they thought, like, well, what's the worst that can happen? This gets a couple of people to watch it and they remember Gold Key and we make a couple of extra bucks because of Random House and we also get a little bit of the cut of this movie or whatever. And I, I, I get the feeling that is probably the case. This movie is... Because at the same time, I this movie sucks, and it's writ. The biggest thing is the writing and acting is unbelievably horrendous. Are you sure it's a good idea telling him some mystery about a treasure that doesn't exist, especially one involving a dangerous old house? Well, who says it doesn't exist? But the actual like production value is decent. They do have like a nice old bookstore. They bring in like bulldozers. They have settings and the, the production's fine the cinematography's fine it's just all the acting and the writing yeah that's the main problem so that that to me suggests that this is like a cheap license thing just like gold key itself this is a bum deal oh my god maybe they're cashing in on that nostalgia <laughs> so the the writers for this movie by the way are mm -hmm. Stephen beck and harry Kaysen. Stephen beck is a writer for 18 episodes of Star Trek Enterprise. Uh, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. Yep, yep. Yep. So, yep. there's that. <laughs> there's, there's your Star Trek. Uh, so it really failed downwards, huh? <laughs> yeah, I guess. Yeah, fuck. And, like, if you're writing Star Trek Enterprise, and then this is what you pump out, like, really? Well, really? that's because Star Enterprise, Trek Enterprise was not that good, but no, it was terrible. It was terrible, terrible, terrible. But it had the Star Trek Enterprise, and it was worth forty thousand dollars on the secondary mark. Wait a minute. <laughs> Hold up. Wait a minute. Yeah. So I anyway, I, I have my theories around this. I guess that we I, I disagree with your theory. Key. By the way, I disagree. That's fair. But you're that's allowed fair. to have it. I'm allowed to have my theory. I Just like History Channel is allowed to have a five-season show about running in the woods looking for Bigfoot. <laughs> I don't know why we got there, but okay. <laughs> I'm just going to shit on Gold Key Comics and you're like, wait a minute, hold up. I've got a bone to pick with the History Channel. <laughs> All right. I mean... <laughs> I don't disagree, but thanks. <laughs> yeah, they don't play nearly enough World War II videos anymore. That's all I want to watch is World War II. Now I gotta watch this Bigfoot show for five seasons? Yeah, all I want to do is sit down in my <laughs> recliner, crack open this Paps, and Gold watch another key. documentary about General Patton. And yeah, I want to watch General Patton while reading my Gold Key Big comics. Oh and God. I got buffaloed instead. Oh my God. This mo So, the buffaloed thing, they... It's like an old word for, like, scamming somebody and stuff in a way. Um, and there's... This movie is oh, written man. by a nine-year-old who's also 70. Those oil company chumps. We buffaloed them. Oh, these slack-jawed locals. We buffaloed you them, what? too. Buffaloed? Meddling kid. Buffaloed. Yeah. The blockhead sheriff. What does that buffaloed. mean? 
That snotty bookstore owner chick buffaloed. Scammed, kind of. I, it's bye bye for good. Something that nobody under sixty says. Place and get out of here, rich woman. We're both gonna be rich. Cause it's full of like, oh, I got really, I got a real bum deal on that one. Oh boy, and like all of these old. Everybody talks like they're from an old folks' home. An old tiny also, house, yeah. Yes, but also like they've been hit over the head multiple times <laughs> just before they started filming it. Cause they're all oh, like, man. oh golly gee, I I hope I don't have to pay any money. Because I lost my car keys, that probably will cost me money to replace them, and I don't oh, have oh money. No. Money costs lots of money. What if I have to call a lockpick? Er, man. A lockpick. Uh, a man who does lockpicking. Mm -hmm. That would probably they, they cost many monies. Yeah, it's that. It's yeah. it's bad. But it's a bum deal. This is not right. It's uh, buffaloed. I mm -hmm. just, I don't know, phrases. I have an MBA. Weird stuff. <laughs> Yo, <laughs> you know, stuff old people say. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they make it sound like an, having an MBA is something useful. <laughs> what? Who thinks that? Yep, it's a drain, all right. You didn't even look. I have an MBA. I don't need to. But that's ridiculous. Uh, let's, if we're not going to talk about the, the story front to back, let's talk about certain parts. So let's talk about the yes, sheriff. We, we the sheriff's a major character. Sheriff. Yeah, I So I the, like sheriff the sheriff is, is literally the uh, love interest from the Ariel comic. That's right, the Neil Cicerego one. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Where he oh, plays God. a clarinet. Uh, <laughs> because he I thinks, can't not fuck him. Because <laughs> he thinks the mermaid has seven vaginas. So he has to play his Pokemon Pokerap uh, medley on his clarinet medley, so that she gets really interested in him. However, Flareon is the only fully evolved fire type Pokemon that cannot learn Solar Beam. Yeah, I'm working on a medley of all 17 Pokemon theme songs. Oh, I can't not fuck him. I come from a long line of the musically inclined. This fucking nerdy loser sheriff is talking to the bookstore owner and he's playing his clarinet to win her over and it's does he actually does he ever play it on he screen? plays it at the end yeah at the end does it actually play though mm -hmm. he does he does okay I don't, I didn't it's not good they're being like yeah because i'm like i feel like this dude they, they were like okay just hold the clarinet because we know you can't play no they didn't make it cool he just played like <laughs> a scale. Mary had a. Yeah. Little yeah, he, he basically little. did hot cross buns. Yeah. <laughs> I've been playing this for twenty years. Let me bust this out. <laughs> I can't not yeah. fuck him. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, it makes yeah. It, she is like biting her bottom lip as she watches him play this oh, clarinet. Shit. Like, oh, oh shit. god. Oh. Oh, I can't wait. <laughs> it's so good. But this this sheriff is constantly saying, Aw, jeez. Aw, oh, man. Oh, I'm just star. a widow sheriff. I can't do things that are against the wall. Oh, my God. The mayor said I have to kill my dog. Oh, I was going to do that anyway, but oh, jeez. 
Yeah, what am I, what am I going to do? Mayor, listen, if you if you don't let me have a spare dog to shoot, I'm just going to shoot people. You know that. <laughs> yeah, the mayor makes him give up his bloodhound because they cut the budget. So they can't afford to pay the dog's salary. I don't know what the fuck this means. Well, and also then you have to take it down to the pound. What? What? Yeah, what? What? Why not get... And, and it's like, oh, he can't take the dog because the landlord won't let him have it? Yeah, I his guess. landlord will let him have it. So his bright idea is to go down to the bookstore and try to give it away for free with a sign that says it's for free behind him with little tags to cut off with his phone number for the free dog that's that he's sitting next to. That he's sitting with? Yes. Yeah, he's going to put up a poster with the little snippets to take off, but also he's going to just sit under it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This is why, again, the, the writing feels like it's by a fucking nine-year-old. Because why would it's, he... It's stupid as hell. But the but the bookstore owner is really into him. Oh, God, yes. Like, yeah. she is... She wants to hump his leg. You could tell. Again, like I said, she, he's playing hot cross buns on the clarinet as she's biting her <laughs> bottom lip, being like, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But he, he was... He was approached by the local HOA head who tried mm-hmm. to get the free dog because it's free. And she likes things that are free, like dogs. Uh, but he didn't want to give it away to some uh, adult who would probably take care of that dog fine. And instead pawns it off on a kid. A random child that by. walks by in the middle of the conversation of him talking with this mm-hmm. old woman. Yes. Yep. He's like, Wait, hey, kid, oh, this lady's this weird. I'll give it to this kid instead. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, should you talk to the kid's pet? No? Okay. Just give it to the child. Sure. And then the mayor eventually is going to try and close the bookstore so he can build an oil well in the middle of town without telling all the town people, who he knows the townspeople won't react at all to an oil well being built in the middle of their main square on Main it Street. It literally says Main Street on the fucking plans. They're going to uh-huh. build an oil well on Main Street. Yeah. Which uh, nobody will ever do anything about and he man also very legal he is the one who gives the papers about your business's clothes to the bookstore owner who wants to bang him yes and she's like what the fuck man if if an order is unjust you just don't follow Mm -hmm. that order what kind of a fucking loser are you are are you a cop or a man of principles? You're sorry? I'm sorry? I can't believe you're a part of this, John. Yeah. Uh, I mean... My orders came from the mayor's office. I, what else could I do? He's a cop. You could quit! To you could quit! Them. Yes, Any exactly. Any order that's wrong, that's unjust, doesn't deserve to be obeyed. She unironically gives one of the best speeches about why all cops are bastards that I've ever seen, yeah. and it's amazing. It's and the so cops, succinct and perfect. Yeah, and the sheriff's like, but I'm just a widow sheriff. I can't do well, anything against the law. What am I supposed to do? Quit my job? Yes! What if I said, so, oh, oh, but, oh. but if I quit my job, I won't be a cop anymore. Oh, poor baby. I gotta, I gotta and, illegally <laughs> kick this woman out of her things. So the mayor even can though I know it's well. wrong, just because I, I want to keep my job. Oh. I mean, what a fucker! Yeah, of course you quit. And she's right. She's like, well, do you, you know this is bad. You know it's horrible. Just don't do it. 
This what am I supposed to do? This is the movie that says this. I know. The I know. It's gold key comic. God, movie. what a fucking frustrating thing. <laughs> yeah. And, and then later on, yeah. the Killdozer shows up, and it's about to demolish the bookstore because she couldn't pay the million dollars. And the sheriff's like, "Well, sorry, I'm gonna have to arrest you because I'm the sheriff." And the mayor said so. And she puts her foot down. She's like, well, if you try to arrest me, I'm going to fucking die. This bulldozer will run me over, and I'm going to fucking die because of your goddamn cowardice, you fucking worthless cop. And so then he quits. He quits his job as a cop and joins her. And it's like, holy shit. Holy shit. Holy shit. (laughs) In this movie. In this movie, they actually do it. Yeah, and they had to call other cops to arrest him, which they do. Which they do because they're bastards. And then the kid shows up with the comic. He's like, wait, I have a million dollar comic. Look it up on eBay. And then the cop unarrests him so he can look it up on eBay. <laughs> yeah, the cop unhandcuffing the dude so he can look it up on eBay is... <laughs> yeah, very, very good. I, I don't know if he went back to being the sheriff afterwards, though. I think that might have... He might have, actually... It seems like he did. Once they resolved it, which it shouldn't have ended that way with the messages that they were sending about the police force. Yeah, they they accidentally stumbled into that is what happened. That was a total (laughs) fucking accident. They had no idea what they were actually saying there. These writers had no idea that that's what they were doing. Because they also counterpoint for how well that's written and that it actually has a good message and a point Mm -hmm. and... A character arc they start out with the evil woman who is the niece of the mayor who's his assistant and the dog the dog is the narrator and he talks about how god he's something about like what the mayor smells like and like he talks about how everyone smells like certain things he smells like cologne in a toupee is that what it was hair or something yeah and then it's like oh she smells like cell phone and she's on her phone all the time because them damn all those kids always young be on kids them on phone. their phone. That gal's the mayor's niece and the new town manager. She smells like a cell phone. Like there, one there's of those. the she always be on her phone, but then at the end, the bookstore lady's on her phone on eBay, and that's what saves and them. that's good. Yeah. So. Was it good that they were on their phone or bad that they were on their phone? Anyway. Anyway. <laughs> so was it good that he stopped being a cop or was it bad that he stopped being a cop? Anyway. anyway. Yeah, yeah they, they, never, they never stopped to think about it. But they do stop to think about how the the dogs teleported out of an animal control vehicle with bad editing. Holy shit. They like literally stopped the movie to talk about it. <laughs> Yeah, they're like, hey, yeah, we know that we filmed this bad, and it looks like the one dog is Nightcrawler, and mm-hmm. just bamps out, bamps its way out of any bad situation, but, um, that's just because we're bad writers. Anyway, <laughs> let's keep going. Yeah, the, yeah, the cause the, the little chihuahua, Dash, like, teleports out of the animal control vehicle with leash already ready for the kid to take him. So yeah, the kid can they, take home two dogs. Yeah, to put it in perspective, this is as the child is walking home with the first dog, the bloodhound from the cover, that mm-hmm. was free, and he wa- a animal control van speeds past him, 
and this other dog magically appears outside of it. It teleports onto the ground beside him and goes, whoa, where did you come from? And he's yep. got a leash and everything already. That little kid <laughs> is a piece of shit, too. He's like, I brought my bloodhound. Can we have him? He was free. Yeah, okay. Well, since you said one dog was free, and okay. about dog number two? Yeah, it's like, oh, two dogs. That's a good joke. Tommy, okay. Well, since what two a- dogs are okay. I found another dog, too. His name's Dash, and he has nowhere to live. And two dogs are just as easy to take care of as one. What a well-written movie that, you know, they decided that they needed a second dog. So how are we going to make it so that there's two dogs involved in this plot? Ah, teleport it out of a van as it speeds past the child. That'll work. So later on, what? <laughs> Trooper gets grabbed by the mayor and yes. and the cops and gets thrown into animal prison yes. van. And then he teleports out and, and you see like Dash dragging a log the size of three dogs mm-hmm. <laughs> into the street. Yeah, a little chihuahua, yeah. Yeah, and and then they have to stop the movie and be like, you didn't drag that fucking log into the street. You teleported. You used your X-Men powers to take me out of that van. No, I took the log. It was definitely not my X-Men powers. Wink at the camera. Wink at the camera. Something has always bothered me about what happened back then. What do you mean? How the fuck did I get... world of sports did okay, a tiny yep, uh-huh. six-pound dog ever pull a big ten-pound log out into the road all by himself? Yeah? See, we you can't have... say X-Men. It's actually... Yeah. See, no, 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 no. It's not X-Men. It's um, the Adam-12 from, <laughs> from Gold Key Comics. I... we got to use the right license properly. properly. That dog actually has two abilities which most x-men dogs don't so the bloodhound dog has scent he can smell Mm -hmm. things like cell phone and dash has teleport but you know what other ability dash has i don't remember look at the cover of this movie again look at that poster i dare you i don't want to (laughs) oh my god that is not the same dog holy shit that's not even vaguely close to the same. Oh my god, that is so far off. <laughs> what? Okay, yeah, That's I hadn't seen power. this in a while. Oh my god. I mean, okay, I'm looking at two dogs. different... I'm looking at multiple covers for this movie, and no cover of this movie shows either of the dogs that are featured in this movie. Yep. And, and the dog, the trooper dog, changes... Multiple times across multiple covers. Yep. Yep. It's great. Oh my god, and the child changes on this one. <laughs> the child changes. <laughs> Wait, yeah, that's, what? That's Dash's other superpower. He has the the Bernstein bear effect. Huh. Okay, yeah, I didn't know that there were multiple covers for this and that they changed the child's and the dog. Oh wait, this cover actually has the Chihuahua, uh-huh. but not but not the bloodhound. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god, the dogs just constantly change depending on the cover, and so does all of the cast. It's because he's a shapeshifter. You didn't realize that until now, but now you do. Dang, he's Mystique and Nightcrawler. Yeah, figured all, it out, huh? He's all the weird-skinned X-Men at once. 
Oh, man. One other thing I forgot to mention, though, about the sheriff and the bookstore owner. The sheriff, all bummer. So, it's really obvious that they like each other, but it's also obvious to the dogs. And one of the dogs tells them that they should just lick each other's faces and get it over with. Ugh. I don't... Did we have to... (laughs) I needed to... I need to remind people that directors can and will throw in their fetish whenever they can sneak it in. But they're just too shy to tell each other. They should lick each other's faces. Then they'd know. Oh, is this where we also talk about the rampant misogyny? I sure, yeah. <laughs> Why not? Like most family films, uh, every single woman in this is a useless and pathetic creature, except for the bookstore owner. The bookstore owner, yeah. Which She's was kind one. of surprising, but yeah, the so like the the lady that is uh oh god like the hoa lady basically the one that wanted to get the free dog yes miss wiggins Wiggins. yeah they make her into this psycho who talks to herself and on and on she's basically a crazy cat lady is kind of their idea and so she's, yeah, she says she she's like the leader like of the airborne division of the HOA or something. Like, yeah, it's weird. All of that shit. And so she's one of the only other women in this movie. And then the other one is wife, wife, <laughs> which is the mom, wife, the mom of the kid. Although I will say, in that way, at least there's also the dad of the kid is dad. So yeah. They're very, like, fairly odd parents' parents, where they're just mm. dad and mom. Most cardboard cutout people possible. Yeah. So there's them. Uh, speaking of them, actually, let's talk about the mystery before we get to the end here. So oh, the the God. mystery, the mystery, in big air quotes, uh-huh. is that old, what was his name, Coleman? Conway. Conway's house. Old man Conway. Uh, has riches and treasure, and and the dad is all in on, on this treasure being real. So he tells yes. his son Tommy that there's treasure, and the mom walks up. She's like, you're really going to tell him lies about treasure? Who said the treasure wasn't real? What do you mean lies? Wife. Yeah. <laughs> Wife. Well, yeah. that's weird. Husband. Husband. And so they... They end up spending most of their time just spying on their neighbors and being nosy neighbors, like a small town. Mm-hmm. So they're just always looking out their window, watching people go by and do plot stuff. Which is kind of one of the funniest things about the whole plan to put an oil well in the center mm-hmm. of town. Because it's like, man, you've never lived in a small everybody, town. Because there's that, everyone would know. You, you'd have like one person go near that old old bookstore and be like huh is there oil there and everyone would be like did you know that there's oil can you believe that there's oil like there's everyone oil would know within that five store? minutes did you know that in five minutes every single person in the universe <laughs> would know it's so goddamn mm-hmm. fast in those places but even even the mayor and his niece are constantly looking out the window eyeing people and walking down the street stealing dangerous candy from babies that they could choke on and really saving their life and saving and them. about it yeah yeah yeah, yeah the he good steals guys. a giant lollipop from a baby which <laughs> like a cartoon why does this lollipop? baby have a big lollipop that sounds terrible don't give a lollipop and, to a baby this, what are this you is doing like a 6 month old and a 
you know, like yes. a walker type of thing, not a. Well, it's yeah. not a. It's it's a lollipop around a blanket. They didn't actually show yeah. any baby. They didn't no, put a baby in there. Yeah, nobody no, was going to let this director and writing crew or <laughs> actors anywhere near an actual but vulnerable human. The, the dad who plays dad looks really close to the sheriff, and we were yes. pretty sure. They that might be the same dad. person, but they might not mm-hmm. be the same person until they were in the same room together finally. But it could have been green screened, and I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I was like, wait a minute. Because they're just the most bland white guys possible. <laughs> Thin and he, five foot eleven white dudes. Yeah. They're just they're just random white dudes. But the them and everybody else in town constantly spying on everything. Means that when Tommy breaking and enterings into old Conway's house and the HOA director kicks him out and then alerts the police and authorities and his parents and everybody else in the neighborhood that he's a criminal mm-hmm. and he gets under house arrest. That means that everybody in town now needs to break and enter into old man Conway's house at the exact same moment <laughs> to look yeah, for the there treasure. Was a, there was a good moment of like the sheriff and the bookstore lady being like, well, wait, maybe we have the key to the treasure. And so they go to the house and break in. And then somebody see the the lady, the like HOA lady sees them mm-hmm. first, I think, right? And, and then the she mayor breaks sees in. them. And then yeah. the parents, and then the parents, see, parents the mayor, see them. So they like, break in. <laughs> yeah, this is like all ever and then Tommy's like, wait, everybody else gets to go do plot. Why do I get plot? And so then Tommy goes and break breaks in. in. So every single person in this town breaks in at the same time. That was actually kind of a good bit, although I think they stumbled into it by accident. Mm -hmm. But the problem here is that there was a literal gold key of the house, which opened up a closet that had nothing important in it. And it's supposed to be like a misdirection, which is terrible hack writing, of Mm -hmm. the gold key not being the obvious comics that they've been showing the entire fucking movie. They, like, zoom in on the logo, basically, the minute yeah. they get them to, like, oh, the title of the movie, Gold Key. Do you see the Gold Key? Oh, oh, so, Gold So everybody key? assumes huh? the Gold Key led to nothing when it was actually the comics. Well, it was them the whole time. Which means that this whole movie could have been resolved in, like, the first five minutes. Yeah, because she, the bookstore lady sold the Gold she Key comics them. for a quarter. And she already yes. owned the comics. Yes. And and also, her bookstore is getting shut down because she's a drain on the taxpayers because she doesn't make enough money. And then she's selling Gold Key, you know, in theory, in the universe of the movie, million-dollar comics that she didn't look on eBay first to see what they were before putting it on the shelf. Yeah. For, for a quarter for, to a kid. Yeah, for no money because she <laughs> so, just wants to give them to a kid to be nice. So being a drain on the taxpayer was supposed to be, like, a made-up thing that the mayor did to try and buy the bookstore so he could build an oil well. But in reality, you know, she, she might actually be a on the taxpayers. Yeah. Especially because there was another thing that I thought was hilarious about this. They have a cash register that she's at. Yes. And then she randomly, though, every once in a while, she pulls out a different cash box and puts the money into that. Which reminded me of a store owner in my city that I knew that had the same setup. Specifically because he was dodging his taxes. (laughs) So he would 
It was like he had the second cash box where it was like, if it goes into the main register, that's money he's reporting on taxes. If it goes into the other one, yo, that's just a special treat just for him. <laughs> that's a treat that we'll use later. Yeah. That's just a special special little uh, extra treat. That's not real income. That's, that's so, extra fun. So she's stuff. laundering and hiding money from yes. the government. Selling so I guess things right. from well below their their worth, mm-hmm. and then she makes maybe two sales a week, based on what we've seen in the film. Yeah. So like, actually, I think the mayor might be correct. Oddly enough. Yes, they make it. They make this scam up of like kicking her out <laughs> over this eminent domain bullshit that she's not making any money, and then it, the movie immediately proves the mayor right, which is just the most. Stupid fucking thing ever. It's so good. The movie's so badly written that they accidentally make their bullshit reason realistic. Yeah, and and the only way they can, like, solve the issue of the mayor trying to scam the town out of their main street for an oil well is that he blabs it to them in the street. Directly, yeah. Because they do all of their private crime conversations while walking down the street. Also, while the woman, the niece, is sitting there going, don't say that. Stop saying don't that. Don't do it. Please stop stop saying things don't that say will incriminate it. us. Stop saying it. Stop incriminating us. And she does that for, like, the entire minute and a half that he's saying the entire thing. Mm-hmm. And she's just going, stop. Including covering his mouth, which mm-hmm. he then just pulls her hand away. And you can say, okay, you guys are being really nitpicky for a kid's movie. And that's fair. But also, good kids' movies don't talk down like this. We talked about yeah. this last time with Neverending Story. That movie doesn't talk down to kids. That's why I loved it. I loved Secret of Nim because it treats you like you know what's going to happen. Like, good kids' movies, when you think of good children's movies, they don't constantly go, oh, see, but this might be worth money, kids. Do you see this? It's a comic, and it's old. Things that are old are sometimes worth money. Mm-hmm. Money is important, children. Do you know what money is? Like, no. No, 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 no. Don't do that. If it's for, like, four-year-olds, sure. But this isn't. This is for, like, 12-year-olds, right? Like, this is meant to be for... Uh, is like it, eight though? To tw- eight to 12. The, the, the adults, the parents, tell the mayor that he's a bad man. And then the husband, like, so the, the wife says that, and the husband chimes in, and that goes double for me, mister. I think you're a double bad man. You're a very bad man. Did you know that? <laughs> there he is! Grab him! Nobody's grabbing You're a very bad man. Deal with him later. Oh, you're a big meanie. This is a bum deal. Hey, what my wife said earlier, it goes double for me. Yes. Is that something you would say for a 12-year-old watching your movie? Well, but these people are fucking morons. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're That's my bad, point. Mayor. My point is that they, they're bad writers. That's my point exactly. Because no, But no four-year-old would understand any of this, right? Like, nobody who's so young that they're doing, like, Barney, like, they need to do edition kind right. of education shows... They're not watching a movie movie. They can't, they, you can't sit down a four-year-old or even a six-year-old for an hour and a half to watch a movie in this way. You, you just can't do it. So like I said, it, it's really... I, mean, you could, I guess that you could say, like, fine, seven to ten or something. Mm-hmm. But it, it's definitely 
for like again kids that are old enough to understand what a, a comic is and like foreclosing and sheriffs like you've got to have some understanding of this stuff and at the same time it still talks down to them the entire movie and it's oh god it's so frustrating and yet and yet it's the only movie that says it's bad to be a cop and you should drop it for your morals and be a good person yeah and yet all right it's a perfect <laughs> film it's a perfect film so let's rate the dogs so fucking hell can we, can we rate the dog? Yeah, okay, so Trooper, he's a bloodhound. He has a special dogs. ability to smell. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. This dog is adorable. Big jowls, loves getting pets, and loves cheek, like, oh you just God. grab Everybody their cheeks and, and squeeze them, and oh, what a little cutie. Mm-hmm. This dog's also pretty old, I think, because he was lumbering around everywhere. Yeah, they tell him to run to the sheriff, and they have a scene of him running across the town, and he's just like... A light jog at best. <laughs> at best. Yeah. Uh-huh. Maybe a little interest in going somewhere, but not that much, really. Not that much. No, I, yeah. it'll just, it'd be nice to just lay down in the sun uh, a little bit and get my jowls. Jowl. This dog got a ton of pets. Uh, loved getting, like, hugs and, and you know, jowl. Jowl jostles. Jostles. Uh, I, I think... I think I like Trooper. Trooper's a good dog, even if he is an ex-cop. Well, he's an ex-cop, which makes him the best kind of cop. So True. I'm True. I definitely think that he deserves a higher rating. We gotta mm-hmm. go with like the I think that we're gonna go with a for me at least, I'm gonna go with thirteen out of twelve. Thirteen out of twelve. So that makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. I, I think I would agree. Uh also we have Dash, who's a little chihuahua with two superpowers. <laughs> That we already yeah, mentioned. multiple superpowers. That is that is a strong dog. Potentially a a main character in a later series of this superpowered dog film that they've started. This this I assume trilogy. <laughs> oh god! <laughs> we looked up the production company, and they have twenty four <laughs> movies, and I think twenty of them are dog movies and, of this. And caliber. we already watched some of them. Like we watched Chihuahua too. That's the same production company. Did we watch Chihuahua? That was the one about the ghost dog in the mansion. Yeah, okay, we watched not that narrowing one. it down. This is not narrowing <laughs> anything down for me. We watched but that okay, one. I believe you. Yeah, Chihuahua. I kind of remember the cover now that I think about it. Yeah, it was like a pink glittery cover with a. Yeah, no, yeah, that's what I'm. Th- yeah, in a tutu. Yep. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, we've already seen some of their movies. So. <laughs> um, I I think Dash. While being very powerful, uh, maybe you should not have teleported that one man off of a dam to his death. Mm-hmm. Yeah, probably not. That was probably a bad thing. So I'm going to say maybe maybe only a 10 out of 10. This dog can teleport, but he, he also does it for evil. Yeah, I might go like 5 out of 10. But wait, oh, Dash jumped in and magically, through the power of editing, changed it to an 11. This is a joke that works for our purely audio podcast. Absolutely. It definitely works. Wow. Dang. Man, I really got buffaloed there on my You got buffaloed hard. Wow. Hmm. That's a bad dog, and that goes double for me. It's a real bum deal. Anyway. (laughs) That's Rough Cuts. Thanks for listening. I 
We picked this one because I said we had too good of a time with NeverEnding Story 3, and I said we should try this, because it'll either be an incredible pile of shit or accidentally be very, very good. And it's generally going to be a pile of shit. Hey, look, it's a pile of shit. Yeah. Uh, I. The other thing, too, is that we're sandwiching this one in between the very fun episode, even though I hated the movie... It was still fun to look at NeverEnding Story 3 just for how wild that thing is. <laughs> and then we're sandwiching it in between our next episode, 150, where we're not doing anything, like, super, super special, but we are getting special guest The Jupiter I, on. I don't know. It's a special guest in a very, very special in movie. In a very special movie. I don't know. Because uh, next week, what is the movie again? Can you... I, it's Santo and Blue Demon read. versus Dracula and the Wolfman. Hell yes. Hell yes. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. One of so the 50 that, Santo movies. So we're going to we dive have to in. At least, yeah, we have to at least look at like a regular garbage family cop dad family dog movie like normal. In between, we got to do one normal one. We got we're gonna throw something in there. <laughs> All and right, this sure was that. <laughs> wow, that was a good episode of the podcast. I'm glad people watched it. I think listen to it. Really, one good. of the two. Yeah, I, it goes double good for me. I think that people will really like this. I'm gonna look on the internets and see if people like it. A whole lot. How how much do you think this episode made? Was it wow. billions? I it made exactly one million dollars. Oh my that's god! The money that we needed. Wow, I think that's enough so good to pay us. our hosting fees. Wow! If you'd like to help us pay our hosting fees, you can go to our Patreon, and then you get episodes early. It's right over here at Rough Cuts. And you can find us on social med- medias online, too. Um, there's a, a a non-Twitter that's like Twitter called Blueski. And that one has our podcast on it now. Same with co-host. So you can hmm. find us as Rough Cuts at, at those places that I said. Wow. What a advertisement read thank you and that's it for this i'm gonna play my clarinet (laughs) we'll catch you next time (laughs) do your duty and arrest this lawbreaker I'm just, a, I'm just a little guy. I'm just a little chef who can't do anything but follow the law. Follow the rules, John. Or are you going to follow your heart? <laughs> Be an ex-cop. Be an ex-cop. Wow. And make room for me too. Because I'm gonna follow my heart. This is wrong, and so are you, All right. Mr. Mayor. He's finally become an ex-cop. Yes. Good. He's a good cop. Alright, we're allowed to like the cop. Well, okay. We're allowed to like the non-cop. But they're dogs. Just dogs.